<laughs> Greetings in the Master's name. Now, the title of the message this morning is, What is a Christian? And uh, that's not uh, a mystery to us, but, um, I, you know, I hear things, uh, I hear people talking about so-and-so Christian, you know, and that person might be, I mean, the person they're talking about and saying, well, you know, but he's a Christian, you know. Well, he might be living a loose moral life. He might be alcoholic. He might have a drug problem. But but he he, he believes, you know, he's a Christian. And, you know, what is a Christian? Well, uh, I uh, here's what uh, one place I found. I was looking up this uh, and what, uh, what, what all was said. And this was just, um, this was actually a Crosswalks uh, site. But it said, my daughter's teammate wanted to know more about God. Maybe it was a recent rash of teenage suicides in our area. Maybe it was all the unrest in the world. Maybe it was simple curiosity. But for whatever reason, she reached out to my daughter Ashton to have a God talk. Ashton joined her friend at Starbucks and opened the topic with a simple statement spoken with utter sincerity. I want you to be free to ask me any question, anything at all, about what it means to be a Christian, and I'll try my best to answer. Ashton assumed her friend would ask about the Bible or how to prove the existence of God or some other heady topic. She was surprised by her friend's response. I hear Christians talk about how Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. I have no idea what that means. What does it mean to be a Christian? My friend's, my daughter's friend is not alone in her confusion. Why is there so much confusion over what it means to be a Christian? Over 2 billion people worldwide profess to be Christians, but not everyone has the same definition of what being a Christian means. Some people say they are Christians because they are born into a Christian family or go to church. Others explain being a Christian in terms of a religious denomination. I'm part of such and such a denomination, so I'm a Christian. Some claim to be Christians because they have done certain religious acts like pray a prayer or been baptized or give to charity. My Jewish nephew thought Hitler was a Christian because he persecuted the Jews. So that, that nephew's uh, definition of Christian is a Christian is someone who persecutes Jews. Well, that's an interesting definition of a Christian. Um, and maybe there's some validity to that if you look at history. Now, the Muslims, they say um, the reason often in the Muslim world, the concept is that the reason a person wants to be a Christian is so they can lo live a loose life. That's why you would convert from Muslim to Christianity, so you can live a loose life. Now, where do they get that idea? Well, America is a Christian nation. Uh, I mean, you know, well, okay. But, uh, and so what do they know about America? Hollywood, that's what they know about America. So if you want to, if you want to be a Christian, you want to be a Christian so you can live a loose life. That's their definition of Christian, Muslim. None of these definitions, though, fully explain what it means to be a Christian according to the Bible. Jesus never called his followers Christians, nor did the early church call themselves Christians. Instead, people outside the church coined the term Christian to describe people who accepted, believed, and followed Jesus. There are three verses in the Bible that have the word Christian in them. Do you know what they are? Can you tell me? Where are they? Exactly. That is the first time it occurs in Acts 11. Okay, where's the other two?
Remember Paul giving his testimony before Agrippa? And what did Agrippa say? Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And then the other one is in Peter, something about, uh, we might get to that, uh, if he suffers a Christian. Okay, this site went on to say, now, Christian literally means of the party of Christ or follower of Christ. That's, it's just, okay, it's just uh, in Greek, Christos is the anointed is Christ. And so it's just a, uh, a form of that, uh, of the party of Christ or follower of Christ. That's what the word means. A disciple is more, well, okay, this was talking about a disciple. Um, early believers were called Christians because they believed Jesus' teachings. They accepted Jesus' death and resurrection as a sacrifice for sin, and they followed the example of, patterned their lives after Jesus in the way they lived. These things are still true today. Simply put, a Christian is a follower of Jesus. And so, you know, when people talk about being a Christian, I uh, years ago, I, I, I think I was reading something, or it was about the... Um, uh, I think it was the early years of when Charity sent uh, people over to Ghana, and Ross. Over, they were they were at some border crossing, and these these ladies the border crossing, or maybe it wasn't the border crossing. I forget. It was years ago. But anyway, these people were saying they 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 were Christians. Well, Ross, he got to talking to them about what the Bible said a Christian is, and they and uh, I think they uh, they got convicted. Um, use the scriptures. Well, let's, um, well, let me just go on and, and read a little bit more here. This site had, uh, gave John 3, 5 to 7 from a rather loose translation. In John 3, 5 to 7, I assure you no one can enter the, okay, this is where it starts. I assure you no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. There again, Jesus to Nicodemus, and that was the New Living Translation, which is not sure you could call it translation. But anyway, um, so that's where it starts, of course, being a Christian. To be a follower of Christ, it starts with a new birth. Now, when I had my little uh, talk over there with the other two people about how Jesus would vote, and, you know, the first three to five minutes we were supposed to tell sort of our spiritual formation or our spiritual journey and so on. And so I, I started out, and I shared that here before, but I started out uh, saying, you know, I was born in Rockingham Memorial Hospital, and I grew up mile west of the Pike Church. And I said when I was about 12, I was born the second time. I got that in. The other two didn't talk about the new birth. But I I, uh, I said I was born the second time according to John one twelve and Colossians and 2 Corinthians. And then I quoted those verses. Um Therefore, no, okay, let me get it. Things slipped me a bit out. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them which believe on his name, which were born, that's verse 13, which were born not of blood. See, that's human birth. Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the, okay, it's nor the will of the man, nor the will of flesh. In other words, it's human, it's not by human planning. Uh, and then how's it end up? Not, but by the will of God. I think that's what it is. I uh, interject and then I get mixed up. 
which were born not of blood, nor the will of man, nor, nor, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And then I transferred over to Colossians 1.13, uh, but of God who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And then 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That is the new birth. That's just a few verses on the new birth, but it was sort of a little summary. Now, what is a Christian? What is a Christian? Romans 10, 9 and 10, Romans 10, 9 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So if you believe and confess, if you, if you say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I acknowledge that. You're Christian. You're, that's what Romans 10, 9 says. And, and, and that's what uh, not so long ago somebody said about this person who's got all kinds of issues in his life, but said, oh, but he believes he's a Christian. He calls, he, he believes. He believes in Jesus. Well, you know what the Bible says about Philip. The uh, Well, about the eunuch. Uh, and what Philip said to him, if thou believest with all thine heart, Thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And there's lots of people who will tell you, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Are they Christian? Well, we, we need to be careful that we don't go around pegging people whether they're Christians or not. But at the same time, we need to base our thinking on what the Word of God says, and as the Spirit leads us, we have opportunity to share that, too, when we're in these kinds of discussions. Well, let's turn to Acts 11. I, uh, I, I had certain things in mind. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I had certain things in mind, certain passages I wanted to go to, uh, you know, just faintly in my mind. And when I got to studying it, that's not where I am this morning. And so I'll probably sometime, maybe Lord willing, continue this. But right now, we're going to focus on this. Uh, and this is the first place the word Christian occurs in the, in the Bible, in the New Testament here. Acts 11, verse, verse 19, we'll read 19 to 26. This would have been about uh, A.D. 40, 41, just 10, 11 years after after the resurrection. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the words of none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. 
And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Well, that, that's a lot in that passage. Uh, very interesting uh, because they'd been preaching to the Jews only. And then the persecution scattered them from Jerusalem. And so they just comes to, to mind uh, uh, this thing about persecution scattering the church. Um, I remember reading somewhere that uh, when communism took over in China, that uh, a number of the a number of the Christians became barbers because they could they could travel you know just here there anywhere wherever they got wherever they went to flee you know they could make a little living by being a barber and uh, and, and and so the gospel spread that way but anyway here the gospel spread and these see these people from Cyprus and Cyrene whether they were whether they were Jews or whether they were um, well, they might have been Jews, but anyway, they preached to the they preached to the Greeks, and that was a new thing. And so, when the church of Jerusalem heard about it, this was all new, and so they sent Barnabas up there to check this out. You know, uh, you know, was this kosher? And so, um, so he went and he saw the grace of God, and he was glad, and he exhorted them. And what he exhorted them was that with purpose of heart, they would cleave to the Lord. Right there, that says a lot about being a Christian. With purpose of heart, they would cleave to the Lord. And so he was a good man. He was full of the Holy Ghost. And so his approach to the thing, his approach, he didn't approach it with suspicion. He approached it in the spirit of the Lord and praising the Lord for what the Lord was doing. And much people was added. And also he wasn't one to um, to um, try to make... Um, his own little um, project there, but he went and got Saul to help him. And um, so they taught the people, they taught the people for a year. And the result of them, I think the people heeding their teaching and becoming followers of Christ, patterning their lives after Christ. And the people said, the, the people in Antioch said, these people are of the party of Christ. They're followers of Christ. They called them Christians. Well, I think that says a lot. It says in verse 21, the hand of the Lord was with them and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. And I thought those two words there are key too. They believed and they turned. Now, the word believed is a, uh, it, it that comes, that this the Greek word there is translated believed is used a lot. When I went to, to see where it all is used in, in Power Bible, if it's too many times, it just says, uh, uh, it's, first of all, if you've used Power Bible, it just uh, says there's a whole pile of them, you know, and, and you just have to click ignore, and then it gives you all of them. And it was like 220 verses have this word in it, and a lot more, one verse had it in four times, like John 9, John John 3, John 3 has it nine times in that one chapter. He uses the word about believe. Jesus, Jesus used the word. But it means um, to have faith in with respect to a person or thing uh, by implication to entrust. So it's translated believe, commit, put trust in, or put in trust with. 
Now, Vine's dictionary said to believe, to be persuaded of, and hence to place confidence in, to trust, signifies in this sense of the word, reliance upon not mere credence. So there's a distinguishing, distinguishing aspect. It's, it's, it, it, and in that word is involved reliance upon not mere credence. In other words, I believe. Well, does my belief, is it of such a nature that I commit myself to it? I place myself in trust of that. I rely upon it. And here, we all live our comfortable, secure, self-sufficient lives Are we, have we placed ourselves in trust? Well, we do spiritually because we know that uh, there's no other way. We just have to trust what Christ did for us. But I'm just thinking about Corey, you know. He said that, uh, okay, he said he's a very talented person, I think. Like, well, um, he showed me a picture he drew, okay. He said the chaplain told him to draw a picture of his thinking or whatever. I'm not quite sure. He showed me this picture. It was, to me, it was erotic. But it was like this person, the chains are being broken, and there was this woman, and she had this real long flowing hair and almost seductive like. I said, what does that represent? I mean, it was excellent art. It was pencil drawing. I said, what kind of pencils do you use? He said, ah, just the cheap ones I brought here in jail. I bought in jail. And, and I said, you have a sketching paper? Ah, it's just a cheap pad. It's not even acid-free. But it was, it was masterful. Uh, and he's got tattoos all over him, too. But uh, anyway, be that as it may with the picture. It was, well, the pr- picture represented chains being broken. And uh, But anyway, so like when I was talking to him Thursday, he was talking about this, the Lord putting this person in his cell. It's got 10000 on his account. And he said, you know, he could have, when he went in there, he could have done tattooing for the other people to earn money. But he wasn't going to do that. He was going to let the Lord provide for him. Well, okay, that's just... Neither, neither here or there. But we trust in, we place our trust in God. That's part of being a Christian. Uh, tied up in that word. And then, oh, the first place I found it in the New Testament is in Matthew 8. Matthew eight thirteen. Jesus said unto the centurion, the centurion came and he had this servant that was Pretty bad off, sick. And he asked Jesus to heal him. And the servant is the one, and the centurion is the one that said, you don't need to come to my house. You know, I'm really not worthy for you to even cross my door. Uh, just, just, just say the word and he'll be, he'll be okay. And Jesus was impressed with his faith. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way as thou hast believed. And there's this word, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed the self-same hour. Now that is belief. And then uh, the next one is just in the next chapter, verse 28. And when he was coming to the house, okay, verse 27, when Jesus departed, then two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. He said, do you believe? They said, yeah. Yeah, they really did, too. It wasn't just mental. They, they believed he, he, would, he would fix them. Well, the other verse there in, uh, in, in, that, in Acts uh, 
11. The other word in that verse uh, 21, the hand of the Lord was there and a great number believed and turned, turned unto the Lord. Uh, the word implies a turning from and a turning to, corresponding to repentance and faith. Uh, it's in, uh, that's a pretty common word too. In 1415, it says, uh, when Paul was preaching at Lystra, he said, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth. Turn from the vanities to God. That's a turning. Uh, let's see, 15.3. And being brought in their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And the word there is the word turned. Conversion, so it's often translated conversion also. And maybe one more on this word. First um, Thessalonians 1 9. Word, word study, I think, is a good way to study. First uh, Thessalonians 1 9. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned from God to God from idols to serve the living and true God. So that's part of of responding as a Christian or following Christ, you turn from those things, you turn to God. And so people that believe, but they're still living immorally, they're still got their uh, addiction problems and so on, they haven't turned from those things yet. They haven't turned from those things to God. They may acknowledge that, yeah, Jesus is God's son, and yeah, I believe he rose from the dead, but they haven't turned yet. The turning is part of being a Christian. Well, the uh, the other two references, I'll just uh, mention those. Um, I think it's uh, Acts 26, 28. When uh, Paul, Paul said to him in 27, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Oh, he believed. I wonder if that's that word. I'll have to check that out. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost, I persuade me to be of Christ's party, a follower of Christ. Almost, but not quite, evidently. And then the other reference is in Peter. And uh, these are the only three in the New Testament. First Peter 4. I think it's First Peter 4. Uh, 16, thank you. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. If any man suffer as a follower of Christ, as a part, a, a member of the party of Christ, let him not be ashamed. And what does that mean? Um, well, I thought about this song that we sing. Um, it's not an unfamiliar song to us. But um, not be ashamed. Let him not be ashamed if we suffer as a Christian. I'll be a friend to Jesus. And you know how Peter denied when the pressure was on. They tried my Lord and Master with no one to defend within the halls of Pilate. He stood without a friend. The world may turn against him. I'll love him to the end. And while on earth I'm living, my Lord shall have a friend. 
I'll do what he may bid me. I'll go where he may send. I'll try each flying moment to prove that I'm his friend. Do all need a savior? My friend, I recommend because he brought salvation. That's why I'm his friend. I'll be a friend to Jesus. My life for him, I'll spend until my years shall end. That's Christian. I was thinking about the songs we sang this morning. We sing. We sing a lot of powerful stuff. The first song we sang was Praise Ye Jehovah. And it's talking about, to me it was talking about, when because I, I, I was thinking about the message, a lot of it has to do with salvation. Uh, it, it's got a lot of theology in it. He cheers the contrite. He girds with strength the weak. With glory crowns the lowly. And with salvation beautifies the meek. Talks about his loving kindness and tender mercy. He pardons all our sin and blindness and calls us sons and takes us for his own. He's the source of our blessing. We rest in him, his peace and joy possessing. All things are ours, for we have all in him. The Father, God the Lord, gave us with full and perfect love his only Son. Praise the Son, who died himself to save us. Praise the Spirit. Praise the three in one. Well, that one, I just... um, that seemed to me to speak a lot about his work in salvation. And then the other one we sang in uh, uh, 24, I guess it was, uh, Give to God Immortal Praise. That's, that spoke also of what God does, but it spoke more of his attributes um, to me. And uh, But anyway, I was just thinking about the truths of those songs in relation to salvation. But what is a Christian? Well, that's just the start of, of what I think we could look at in the Scripture and what is a Christian Um and so maybe sometime we'll look at this again. I'm not sure when and what. But um, two billion people in the world call themselves Christians, or at least they're labeled that way. But what is what is a Christian? He's the party of Christ. He's a follower of Christ. He's one who patterns his life after Christ. That's what a Christian is. And to, well, yeah, just to be able to, I guess my concern is, as we, as we relate to people in the community and so on, we don't just, we just, we don't just badger them and condemn them and so on. But we do need to know what a Christian is, and we need to know how to explain it as the Spirit gives us opportunity. And to do it from Scripture, too. The Word of God is powerful. And, uh, and, and, let, and let the Word of God speak to people. It's powerful.